Hello and welcome to The Hearts Review with me, Ross McLeod and Gordon Senior. Joining us this week is Matty to talk about the wins over St Mirren and Aberdeen. We chat new contracts and youth players at the club and we preview Dundee United on Saturday. Obviously before we start, we've... Uh, sorry, what's that, Matty? Getting your, getting your speaker in before, before I start. I was saying I better go on mute. Well, you've heard them now. We've got a new guest on the show, um, Matty Wall. Matty, welcome to the show. Um, it's nice to have you on. Um, why are you here? Why am I here? Because I've finally been invited. It's taken a long time. I've been begging to come on the show for what feels like two years now, and it's nice to finally be a part of it. I've uh, been little... falsely invited on on multiple occasions, and I disagree with all accusations that you've put across to me in the past. Well, you're, you're a busy man, Matty, and you know, you've not been on the show because um, you are so busy. We're, we're glad to have you. Um, tell us a little bit about um, you watching Hearts. How long have you watched Hearts for? That, that's a depressing question. Uh, 24 years it will be. 24 years. I've been going since I was six years old. 24 years of pain? or? Well, there was a couple of nice moments. Three, to be exact. 1998, 2006, and 2012. So three moments in 24 years. This is a real good advert for uh, becoming a Hearts fan. Gordon, we'll obviously start the show um, now after Matty depressed us a little bit there. Um, you challenged Robbie Nielsen to um, get two wins um, in the last two games, and you know we, we've done that. You know, Two wins against St Mirren and Aberdeen. Yeah, six points, four goals, zero conceded. Um yeah, listen, uh, I said these two games coming up were absolutely huge and um, credit to the team. I thought they were they were a lot better. Um, they started doing the, the, the simple things well again, things that they had been doing at the start of the season well. And um, clearly it was just a little blip, but it had us concerned. But they've came through it. And I think every team naturally will go through stages like that in a season. Um, that, would, that just happened to be our, our turn, although there were some shocking results along the way. But Listen, to, to go to St Mirren, who I think were unbeaten in something like eight games at home, um, and I think we, I think it's only us and Rangers who have won there this season. Um, obviously, we've done it twice now. And then to, to go and beat Aberdeen aside again, I'd, I'd been critical that, that we hadn't beat yet, um, is, is, is a big step forward for us. And I'm, I'm, I'm pleased. You know, I can't honestly, I can complain, actually. There's some things I will complain about as we go on. But overall, I'm, I'm pleased to get six points and, and again, two clean sheets, uh, scoring a few goals. We should have probably scored a few more, um, but overall, we can't be be overly critical. It was uh, two massive wins and it sets us up now um, for a strong finish to the season. Matty, we won 2-0 at St Mirren. The, how was the performance for you? First half was poor. I think that's that's pretty pretty obvious to anyone that was there. The first half was really really poor. Second half though much better. I thought when Sims came on, it made a big difference. He's sort of running in behind. His movement, pace, hold up play got us up the park, and then I think we just swept them aside. Got the two goals in quick succession, and then it was job done really, which is nice. It doesn't happen often enough when we go on the road. We don't see ourselves win anywhere near as much as we should. I think it, I think it'd been about seven games I've beaten you on the road since we last won a game. So it was nice to actually get a victory, get three points, and have an enjoyable day out. Get myself back to Glasgow with a few pints, and yeah, 
good. It's actually nice to get a win. But that, that that that's a fib though, Matthew, isn't it? Because you didn't go for a few pints after the game in Glasgow. Well, I didn't. No, I had to get cans because the rugby was on everywhere. Exactly. And I went back and I came I came back into Edinburgh and got myself a few pints. You left us. I did. You should be ashamed of yourself. Abandoned. It's great. Disgraceful. No, but I, I agree there with what Matty was saying. I mean, the first half was was very poor. Um, I was surprised at the team lineup, to be honest. Um, but in fairness, you know, we, we were creating chances, but again, some of the finishing was just poor. Um, Boyce in particular, I mean, he's he's passed up three really, really good opportunities. Um, I thought some of our, our final balls were a little bit off. Um, but when he made the changes for me, I mean, Ben Woodburn didn't offer anything. He's very rarely offered anything, actually, this season. Um, GMS thought, thought he had a terrible game. Um, and Atkinson was very poor as well. The difference is they both actually had good games on Wednesday. So, and credit to them for, for bouncing back there. But, again, they were, they, they were poor on Saturday against St Mirren. And, and until those three changes were made at that, that time, um, it was looking like it was going to be one of those drab kind of days. We were playing against 10 men. They didn't offer very much. Um, but we were still we we're still a bit passive. It was like we were scared to shoot at times. And that's... You, I don't know what it is, but we just overplay constantly and it really becomes frustrating. There's really good footballers in that team. and um, But I, I, I just don't know what it is, why they're so trigger shy. Um, but credit to them, you know, they, they battled away. And as I said, he, he got the three changes correct. All three players that he brought on at that, that particular time made an impact. And uh, it was a good goal, a good first goal. It was a bit scrappy, but it was a decent finish in the end from Sims. Really good bit of play from Mackay. That's what he gives you. He's got that turn of pace. Beautiful ball across. It took the St Mirren defender out. And uh, and Sims, he, he gets a little bit lucky, but he got there in the end. And same with the second goal as well. We we basically just ended that game within a kind of three-minute spell there. Beautiful little fo- uh, football for me. And that was more direct, I thought. That's what I, that's what I kind of like to see. Uh, quick winning the ball in the middle of the park. Um, Sims is unlucky not to score. It's a, a beautiful pass from Benny, and uh, Devlin gets uh, gets a little bit of luck that he's been due. Ball falls to him nicely, and he finishes it. And um, I don't know what um, Stephen Robinson was slavering about, trying to say there was a foul. I mean, he he, sh- he should really be watching that back and and not coming out and embarrassing himself with such nonsense, trying to say that the goal shouldn't have stood. Uh, just ridiculous. So, yeah, really happy for Cammy Devlin because uh, I was critical of him um, lately, particularly after the Rangers game, that miss. Um, but he got his first goal and he got his uh, kind of duck off his back there. So, yeah, a, a really good win. Two good goals. Shame we couldn't have got a few more. Sims was unlucky with um, a safe manic um, when he kind of tipped on at the crossbar and went over. But apart from that, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a good afternoon, a good day and a, a really big three points. And it was nice, Matty, to see Cammy Devlin score um, a goal that we've been waiting for him to score. Yeah, he's been threatening it for a while now, actually. I've been I've been enjoying watching him play. He's been making a lot more forward runs than he was at the start of the season, or at least forward runs that are actually coming to something. He's been getting himself into decent areas. I don't think he's a natural finisher. I think that's obvious to anyone that's seen him play. But he got a goal, and it's like it's the kind of goal that Barry Mackay could do with getting, if I'm honest with you. It's one where he can actually miss because hopefully that will change things, get him a bit of confidence and he can 
keep going because he's been getting himself in the right areas. He's just not been applying the finish. So it was nice to see. Plus, I like Canny. Nice wee Australian. A good man. A good man, Matty. We'll move on and chat a little bit about the Aberdeen game um, yesterday. 2-0 win. It was quite routine, Gordon. Yeah, it was routine. I mean, Aberdeen are a pretty poor side, actually, um, particularly when you see them in, in light. And I thought the first game of the season uh, when we played them at, at Tynecastle, um, I thought they were they were poor that day, but Hearts just couldn't put them away. I felt the way that we started the game was, was the right way to go about. The tempo was good. We were creating chances early on. And um, we had them kind of on the back foot and, and they couldn't really get a hold of the game. Um, the referee kind of let them back into it, really, by giving some bizarre decisions. Um, obviously, they'll talk about the goal, which, when you see it back, it, it should have counted, really. Um, I didn't I didn't see it as a foul. Um, but at the same time, I said I said to you after kind of kind of just happened. Obviously, we 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 were at the other end of the ground, so we we didn't get a kind of clear view of it. But I said, listen, he he was always going to blow his whistle there because. Atkinson, for me, was fouled right in the corner. You said he should have been a little bit stronger, but for me, he gets himself in front of the Aberdeen defender and he's clearly got the ball in front of him and the Aberdeen player fouls him from behind. Now, by the letter of the law, that is a foul and it, it should have been a free kick to Hearts, but they broke away and then they got their own free kick. And I think that's what Steve McLean's just done there. He's obviously not wanted to have a controversial moment at that particular time in the game and he's just he's, he's decided right away, as soon as this ball comes in, I'm going for a free kick. Now, you can argue whether that's right or wrong, but it all came from his mistake anyway. So I thought the officials had a really poor night. It's a shame because I think if they had actually done the job properly, Hearts probably would have won the game by a lot more. Um, but in terms of the goals, Suter's won, really, really good finish. Um, it was a key moment in the game as well. Uh, you almost feel like, kind of, you go back to the sort of Dundee game where it's sort of on top and that goal just won't come. Um, so it was a good time to score it and then we, we, we marched on and, and got a good really second goal as well um, really good header set pieces we've, we've not done enough for me not being clinical enough particularly from corners but it's a really good ball from Mackay brilliant bullet header from Kingsley and that's what you want to see from your defenders is, is, is kind of adding more goals I mean you want to see the strikers scoring goals of course but it, it's good to see that the goals are kind of passing around the team Obviously, a midfielder on Saturday and then two defenders on Wednesday. So it is good that, that we're kind of scoring goals from all areas of the pitch. But I think that's that's hugely down to our kind of creative ability in terms of our, our wide men. And Mackay, I thought, was really good all night. And again, like Matty was saying there, he's, he's due a goal. And I thought he was going to get it at one point. But it's like he's just wanting to take that extra touch to kind of shoot himself. And I think that's a player who is clearly on his mind. And I think when he does get that first goal, you'll probably you'll probably see him score quite a few um, after that. I think it's just natural, isn't it? But again, he's he's such a key player for us. And I thought the way the team set up was was brilliant. And as I mentioned, Atkinson and Mackay Stephen earlier, as, as poor as they were on Saturday, I thought they were both really good on Wednesday. Um, particularly Mackay Stephen, you know, he's obviously playing in that kind of um, deeper t- type wide role. Um, and I, I thought he'd done it well. You know, I thought it was probably one of his best games for Hearts, actually. Although he didn't contribute too much attacking-wise, but I thought his kind of defensive cover was really good. Atkinson, again, as well. It's very dangerous, putting a couple of really good crosses. 
Um, but his his general play was was decent, and he was unlucky with the penalty. I mean, it was never a penalty; it's a clear dive from Ferguson. Um, and the thing is, the referee has a clear view of that as well. How he gets duped by that, but like I say, he yeah he had he had terrible nights, Stephen McLean. He really did, and uh, it was such a, a an amateurish performance from from the officials. Um, they missed so many things, and it was. So I think they were trying their best to give Aberdeen a foothold in the game. Um, fouls, like you know, tackles that were going in on Hearts players were getting just ignored. And then a Hearts player were going to do the exact same thing to an Aberdeen player and suddenly he, he whistles in his mouth. And things like that just really frustrate you as a football fan. And um, people wonder why we want VAR and things like that. If, if we have VAR, um, yeah, you could argue that Aberdeen might have been 1-0 up, but at the same time, Hearts probably would have had two penalties, yeah, two penalties of their own, and Aberdeen wouldn't have had even one. So, um, they need to get them themselves sorted out because the standard of refereeing is pathetic. But the performance from Hearts was good, and that's the main thing. Was a good performance, uh, my. What, what did you make of uh, Christian Ramirez? Um, you know, trying to act as if he was fouled when Hearts got their second goal. Just Aberdeen all over, isn't it? If I'm honest with you, they've always been like that. And when Scott Brown went there, it was kind of an indication it was going to continue. Aberdeen likes to cheat. It's as simple as that. Uh, they always have. They always will. But they're good at it. It's something that we need to do more of, if I'm honest with you. It's something that I don't like for Hearts. We're too honest. I, I like that side of the game. I think it's important. And it's something that we need to get more, more involved. We need to start fouling more. Get picking up yellow cards, going down easier. you got to play the game. I mean, I know Gordon said that it was never a penalty there, the one that Aberdeen got, but Atkinson gives the ref a, the ref a choice there. He dangles out a leg, and the Aberdeen boy goes down. He wins a penalty. It's good play, if you ask me. He's a dirty, dirty, dirty cheap, but it's good play, and I like it. Always have. But it's never a penalty. I know, but he makes him, he makes him get, he makes a decision for the ref. He dangles <laughs> his leg out. Making decision or not? He doesn't really dangle his leg out though, does he? No. I mean, let's be honest with you. He's he, he's a little bit tight to Ferguson as you would expect him to be, but for me, it's it's an absolute dive, and it's and never he a really, it's he's never really a got to, I mean, it's not even it's not even a case that you can argue and say, oh, there's minimal contact. There's no contact enough to make him go down. Not a chance. And for me, it's a blatant dive. And he should be getting a ban for that. I mean, you'd like to think so. I mean, I've had I've had a right bee in my bonnet as a Hearts fan about uh, retrospective bans ever since the Mika Lunas incident, but yeah. that's going back a long time. Both of them actually, the moment he ran over at the ref and well, the linesman and never touched them and got banned for what was it, eight six matches or something? Eight games. Was it eight? Aye. Yeah. And then obviously the the Scotland one. The less they yeah, that, yeah. the better. Yeah, I know. Before the show, you were, you said you were going to make references from from way back when, and you've made one, Matty. No, I've got a few on. I've got a few on my belt. Don't worry. I'm looking forward to them. The win, the win, extends our lead in third. Gordon, then, do you think that's third secured if we win the next couple? Yeah, I think Hearts have got a good chance of actually getting it done before the split. Um, Dundee United away is a, a really big game because if Hearts go go there and win that game, then it's, it's done and dusted for me. I think it's probably done now, but it's hard to load in football clubs, so nothing surprises you. Um, but yeah, I generally think that, that if we go up to Tannadice and get three points, and listen, you know, there's, yeah, there's pressure on, on us to go up and, and, and win, and obviously United will be wanting to bounce back from um, from the Livingston defeat. 
but Hearts should should look at that game as a real opportunity to go up there and, and lay a, a, a marker down to the rest of the teams below them that, that were miles better than you. And I think they've they, they should be encouraged by that. Beating Dundee United twice already quite comfortably in both games. No reason why we shouldn't go there and, and try and do it again. If they can go and get three points there, then it sets us up nicely for the cup game. Get ourselves in a semi-final. Hopefully a, a tie that we can win as well. Get ourselves and, and then just sort of look towards the end of the season with potentially a, a semi-final and a cup final on the horizon. And uh, and then Europe next season and, and really going into the summer with, with real positivity. Uh, see what we can do in the in the transfer market, see who we can add and uh, and go from there. So yeah, I think there's a lot to, to be encouraged. And if if you start losing games, I always remember the the kind of the last time we finished third and how we ended the season. And and that that always pissed me off because we weren't that far away from the old firm at that point. We're, we're a fair bit away from them just now, but that's kind of our own doing, really. Um, but, I, but I think Hearts have got a real opportunity to end the season strongly. Games, we've got the Derby coming up again. Another, I mean, they're shite, so there's no reason why we, we shouldn't be going and laying down a marker by sticking a few into them. Um, extend the lead, try and try and get, you know, try and finish at least 20 points above hips. You know, we, it's been a while since we've been third. I think we were approaching something like the longest period in our history or second longest or something. We'd been out of the top three for, thankfully, it pretty much looks like that that's been uh, consigned to the history books. And I hope this is a, the start of a, a chapter, a really successful chapter in Hearts' history now, um, where they can go on as a football club, continue to sort of be in that top three constantly in Europe um, challenging for trophies and I'm not talking about winning leagues or anything like that but certainly being where the football club should be and I think um, I think that they're certainly in a position now they've got a decent structure behind them a decent squad and uh, they've got a bit of money as well and I think that's probably the first time in Hearts history in a long long time where there's nothing kind of off the field that you can say for example, 06, you know, when we had a really, really good squad and we still had money to throw at it, there was all that turmoil in the background that was going on. This is a bit different. Now, of course, we don't have the same amount of money, but we, in terms of the other teams, Aberdeen need a complete rebuild. Hibs, for me, will end up changing manager within the next six months. So they'll naturally have a rebuild uh, again. So those two are napping. We're better than Dundee United. We're better than Motherwell. They haven't got the finances to compete with us. If we continue to invest in the team wisely, continue to build the team, um, then there, there's no reason why we, we can't continue to dominate that kind of third position for a long time to come and, and continue to narrow the gaps. And to do that, you'll need to go to places like Dundee United and win consistently. Um, as I say, we've won there already once this season. We should be going there and, and, and beating them all in all three games. Um, we've beaten Motherwell twice. We've now beaten kind of Aberdeen. We've beaten Livingston. The only team that we've not beaten are, are that sort of wee pack between 10th and 4th is Hibs, and, and we'll hopefully put that right in a few weeks' time. So I think Hearts, are, I've got a, a lot to play for still, but they're in a really, really good position, and uh, we, we, we should be pretty encouraged. It is encouraging being third, Matty, and then who, who do you think is um, responsible for us being third? Um. I think it's a combination of things. I think Joe Savage's recruitment's been excellent. Uh, you've got to take your hat off to 
Nielsen for getting the results, despite um, some iffy moments in some of the bigger games. I think it was a good result against Aberdeen. They finally get a win against what you would consider a bigger side. As Gordon says, we've got the Hibs game coming up soon. That's going to be a big one for them as well, um, just to try and get a win there. I do think third's done. I think I think we could probably lose every game for the rest of the season. I think we'd still finish third now. Mainly because I don't see the rest of the teams putting together a run. They've not done it all season. I mean, you can see it. What's it? 10th till 4th. There's about five points in it. I don't see any of those teams going on a run good, good enough to dislodge us. I think it's pretty much there. Focus now needs to, needs to be on the cup, making sure we get um, group stage European football confirmed, whether that be by winning it or just keeping ourselves in the picture and hoping that we can get to it semis finals and hope that either ourselves Celtic or Rangers win the thing because that's the difference that's going to be the big difference moving forward if we can get ourselves guaranteed group stage football it's huge it's huge for the club it's huge financially it's huge for bringing players in I mean looking at it, even conference league gate the seats prize money you're looking at nearly seven million quid like that's massive money we make 12 million a year like that's huge that's that's the type of money that makes a difference and if you can get there, get that done, you can solidify your place with the right signings and we could get ourselves third for hopefully years to come. That's got to be the aim. That, that, that's actually the difference when, when you look kind of Aberdeen over the last 10 years. Not one. I mean, although they've finished third and a couple of times fourth, but they, they never at one point during that period ever finished in the group stages of, of our European competition. I think we're due a little bit of luck. And I think this is kind of, we've had a, a terrible 10 years, two relegations, nearly going out of business, blah, 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 right? I think we're now a due a turn and group stage football is a decent reward. Let's add a wee trophy in there as well. I think I think we're due it. Um, but however hearts get there, for me, group stage football, like Matty says, is huge. Um, I've been harping on it. I mean, I remember we, uh, when we kind of, before the championship season started, we started our group stage, um, our podcast again and, and I said, listen, Hearts at the end of this season coming, they're going to get themselves promoted, get back into the Premier League and finish third next season and get themselves in the group stage football. That's got to be the, the aim. Now, we're on our way to doing that. Um, and I, I always believe that, that it could be turned around that quickly with the right investment and the right people at the football club. And credit to them because they've appointed the right people at the club now. You, you think about how quickly it's turned around where we were to being relegated at the end of the pandemic and, you know, the chairwoman didn't have a clue and he should go and all this sort of nonsense. And you think, and, and credit to them because they've got the right people in charge now. Um, the club's got a very good structure to it. It's bringing in, it's bringing through young players, hopefully. Um, a lot of them are out loan at the moment, but you would imagine in the next few years, they'll be getting their opportunities. Um, we've got a really stable core to our team. And we can continue add to that. We've got a bit of money to play with. And I think if we, we do have group stage football, it's it's a really good carrot to entice the players as well to come and play for the football club. And again, it, it, it's ultimately all about building a squad of real quality. And I think we've, we've got a good squad at the moment, but you add four or five really top quality players in the summer. Um and you, you get that level of competition up again in the squad. You keep kind of what you've got, add a few more goal scorers in there, another midfielder who can can add goals from um, the middle of the park, uh, certainly sort out the defence a little bit, and our centre-half will naturally need because Suter's leaving. 
maybe even a backup goalie. And then, you know, you've got a, a, I think what we're at now, I think it's something like 17 players or something. I'm sure we've got there, 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 about 17, 18 kind of first team sort of players. You want to get that up to about 21, 22 um, players who can all come into the first team and, and do a job. Um, obviously, the lone players will, will be going back. So you'll need to probably replace them and make a decision on, on what you want to do. Um, so there's the, the, that that's the exciting thing for me. I think when when we get to the summer is that we finished third with a decent squad. We actually have the ability to go and improve on that, and um, and I'm sure they'll they'll be working behind the scenes at the moment. But it's there's a lot to look forward to, and I think I think that's the the, the best thing that we can can ask for at the moment. Obviously, we've got Dungeon United coming up on Saturday, Matty. Um, we'll take confidence though, having been up there and won already this season. I mean, I'd like to think so. Um, we've proven we can do it. It was a long time ago now. I remember the day. It was a nice hot day, actually, when we last went up there. But it was a long time ago. Hopefully, hopefully we can go up there and get a victory. I mean, Dundee United, there's nothing to fear there. There's no reason for us to not go up there and expect to get a victory. I'd like to go up, sort of, win 2-0 and come back down the road would be an ideal situation for me. I mean, I'd like a few more goals if it's possible, but... If we can do what we've done against St Mirren in the second half, just go out, be professional and beat them, that would be fantastic because we're better than them. I think it's safe to say we are definitely the third best team in the league this season. We've proven it. Well, just look at the league position. We've proven it by that. But we're good enough to go up there and win, so we should look to go up there and win. I think we need to have that attitude going into the rest of the season because one thing that does concern me is, I remember the last time we finished third under Nielsen, he downed tools and... Basically, we ended up ending the season really, 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 really bad run of arm. And it was depressing to watch. So I, I really hope now that third's wrapped up, we don't just sink because that happened last time and it's something that I'm concerned about. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't say down tools. I think he balled second, personally. That was my take on it. There is an argument. Aberdeen were definitely there for the taking. We ended up beating them up at Petodre, if I remember rightly, and we threw away a couple of results. Could have got second that season, I think. Yeah, yeah. Lost to Motherwell. Drew Inverness, um, Drew with Hamilton. Yeah. I, rem- I remember watching a game at Tynecastle on that run and it just looked like they were already on holiday. It was yeah. so in- it was infuriating. I think we were about five points behind Aberdeen at the time. We still had yeah. them to play. I think I think you're right. I think it was an it might be some marine game, but I'm going back too far to remember now. But I just no, hope I that doesn't happen again. Because it, ha- it happened under Jeffries as well when we finished. Yeah, the, the, we started... the Jeffries one was a massive collapse. It, it really was. I think injuries played a part to that one. But um, yeah, the, 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 well, exactly, exactly, Kevin Kyle. Um, but really, there's no excuse for this Hearts team. I think there's, I mean, you see already, I mean, we, we had a couple of players out and there was a little bit of dip, but suddenly kind of Halka comes back kind of the team and they look a lot more solid. Um, which again is encouraging. So we'll see what happens. Like, but I'd, I'd like to see kind of boys get back among the goals as well. I think there's a lot of targets that players should set themselves, especially the ones who are maybe playing for contracts as well. You know, guys like Woodburn and that. You know, the guy has been on the cusp of the Wales team. He's he's at Liverpool. He's out of contract this summer. There'll be there'll be teams looking at him. He had a. I can't remember who he was on at loan, who he was out on loan at before he came up to us. But it's Swansea. Was it Swansea? Or was it Cardiff or one of them? I can't remember. Some I, championship I, club. I'm, I, I don't know, but he, he. But anyway, I mean, he done nothing there. 
and he's came to Hearts, and people would have thought he'll tear it up in the the, the Premier, the Scottish Premiership. He's done nothing. Well, it was Blackpool, but he was at Sheffield United in 2018. Yeah, he's done nothing. Well, he's, exactly. He's, he's he's done nothing, and now he's going to be out of contract in the summer. And if Hearts don't take him, where, where does he go? Teams will be I wouldn't take him. No, no, I certainly wouldn't take him. Absolutely, unless he goes on like a a run where he gets something like you know seven or eight goals in his last however many games are left, then fine. But he's he's not done nearly enough. He should be, you know, we we also have got playoffs coming up in March, and he was on the bench, um, kind of in the Nations League games and stuff like that, and and sort of the qual at the end of the qualification campaigns, he should be saying to himself, listen, if I have a really good season up here, I'll, I've got a chance of getting in that team. But now he's he's sitting there looking. I mean, he might not even have a club in the summer now. And I just think, you know, I know footballers can struggle with confidence and things like that. But he's had more than enough opportunities to to really be Hearts' key man this season. He's not done nearly enough. Um, and that that disappoints me. I have to say, I, I think Sims has done well. He's kind of been the polar opposite. He looks a danger. He looks a hungry player. And I think that's the you know, he'll, he's not going to come in and. Um, and scored every game, but he always makes chances for himself, and he's he's always hungry to get on the end of things. He's got a tremendous turn of pace, and you could see him getting ten goals before the end of the season. I think he's on what three now. Um, was unlucky not to score yesterday. Um, so I think I think he's he's a really good player. He's someone I'd, I'd like to see back. I think he could. He, he, yeah, that's an option for the summer, particularly if you say to. I, mean, well, I, I don't know if Hearts could get him on a permanent or not, but. Um, certainly if they could loan him again and say, listen, come here, you've got European football and uh, a real opportunity to get yourself that experience. But um, they're the types of players you want. And I think the Woodburn one's just not worked. And it's it's disappointing because he, he did come here with a lot of pedigree. Um, and you're not going to get every sign-in right, of course. But that that that's one that's, that's frustrated me. So you would be saying to players like him, here's your opportunity. Go and get yourself some goals. Go and get assists. Get in amongst it. Well, you've got nothing to fear. Um, you should be throwing the kitchen sink at your your last few months here. Um, get yourself a move. And um, but I just I just don't see that happening. We would burn as I said. I, he was given an opportunity on Saturday at St Mirren, and he he, he was terrible. The game just by, uh, passed him totally by. And yeah, it's uh, it's frustrating to see, but there's there, there's players in there that, that could do a job, and then let's hope that we uh, we see a little bit of them. Now, nah, Woodburn is really frustrating, and it annoys me because he had a fantastic song up at Tanadice, and I thought that was going to get belted out all season, and it's just not been the case. I actually don't think he's played well since the home derby, the first game against Hibs. I think that was probably the last time he had a good game for Hearts. And if I was if I was in charge of Wales, I wouldn't have taken him. No chance. He's not done anything. He's he's had the odd. Decent game, I think. Obviously, Ross County, where he scored, he he was pretty good. The game we were locked out of, um, but I, you, you are right. I mean, you're. I don't you're count games when fans weren't there. It doesn't count. Yeah, bottle yeah. merchants are bottle merchants when there's no fans. <laughs> well, the, the, he scored against Dundee United, didn't he? He scored a double that day when we beat them five three. He was good that game, um, but. Yeah, you're right. I mean, you could probably only count on one hand the amount of good games he's had, and it's a shame. It is because, like Matty says, he did have a really good song. And I'm, I'm not, I'm, I'm not accepting that Ross County one because Man United had a good season last season when there was no fans, and look at them now. Bottle merchants can perform in front of Se- fans. Is second place a good season for Man United, not winning any trophies now. 
Well, they played well. Hmm. I mean, compare it compare in comparison to this season, anyway. It's just a point I'm making about not trusting any. No, I, I, I do. I, I, I agree with you. I mean, look I mean, Chris White and looked. <laughs> <laughs> um, prime example, isn't it? But yeah, it's as it frustrating as. So hopefully, um, guys like him will maybe prove us wrong, like Robbie Nielsen did, um, on last week's show, when I said if he bottles third, he has to go. Uh, I think Still stand by that. Though. If he doesn't beat Hibbs, he has to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. We'll have our pre-match derby, uh, our derby comments. I think we say that before every derby, don't we? And he's not won the last two. See, in all seriousness, like about that, though, he does need to improve that record. That's the one thing that we need to get through this season. If Hibs uh, can get top six, we need to beat them twice. Like, yeah, we. I, I, I don't think that Hibs team will get top six personally, but I, I think that the last game, listen, we're robbed. We, we should have won that game. Um, I think I, I can't see Hearts not beating them at Tyne Castle coming up. Potentially, I hope it. I hope it stays at three o'clock on Saturday as well. Yeah. Um, I, I can see one reason why we're going to beat them. He's got <laughs> long hair and he stands on the dugout. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! <laughs> Something like Spencer here, right? But I know where's Jamie. He's got us the third. We're he's the beat them twice in like we're nine third derbies. Place, Matt, like, third place. Oh, congratulations! You can beat St. Mirren. Well done. We're twelve clear in third. Anyway. Moving on, what do we make about Andy Halliday getting a new contract? Delightful move. Couldn't agree more. No, I, um, yeah, I, listen, I've said for a while that he's a really good squad player. He's a guy that, that does give you 110% every time he comes onto the park. Um, he's got good experience. And when you're you're trying to balance league, Europe, and, and competing for cups, you need players like that in your team. And um, it's, it's a decent bit of, bit of business from Hearts, two-year deal. Um, yeah, I'm sure he's experienced European football before. Um, he has. I played with Rangers. Yeah, so he's he, he does have a lot of experience, Halliday, and I think he's he's a utility man. He can play in a number of positions. So yeah, uh, it makes sense on a number of levels for me. I think Halliday's a great signing as well. Just to reiterate what Gordon says, I mean, there's an argument if we play with our back three. I'd say he's currently our best left wing back. If you're playing Kingsley at left centre half, um, yeah. I mean, he's, I think he's had a good season. He's, I think he's made 20, 20 odd appearances already. I mean, a lot of them have been as substitutes, but you, you can't you can't underestimate how important it is to have that. And we're going to need players next season because if we do get into Europe, it's going to be an extra eight games if if things go right in the cup and we do get the group stages. That's a lot. It's a lot of extra football to play. You're going to pick up injuries. You're going to pick up knots. You're going to have to make rotation. I mean, you've got somebody like Halliday, then it's a good option to have. Like Gordon says, covers two positions well. You can play him in the middle. You can play him on the left. He's fine. Yeah, absolutely. And, and kind of echoing what you say there as well. It's just, you, I don't know what it is, but Cochrane kind of doesn't fill me with, with confidence in that. And he's another one as well, similar to Woodburn, um, that, that you would have expected to kind of do really, really well. And I think he's faded in games. Um, he's done well in some games. Done certainly, he's he probably had a better success ratio than what Woodburn's had. But again, he's a player that that I would have liked to have seen more of. Um, I think if if I was selecting a team, I would have Halliday in before him. And it's a bit of slight when you're you're talking about a young kind of twenty year old fullback um, who's come from a Premier League club. Again, that you could probably sign permanently in the summer. I don't think I would bother. 
Um, I think that's maybe another another position I would maybe look at trying to strengthen. And no, I keep Cochran. I think Angie showed enough at the start of the season. He's he's twenty twenty one year old. I mean, yes, he has been poor over the last probably well, since Christmas. Really, I'd probably say since the winter break, he's definitely not been the best. But he is young. I mean, this is his first proper season as a professional as well. You got to bear that in mind. I get, I get that. I, I, I get the argument there, but I just not seen enough. I think. I think. Defense, I, I think, I mean, I think he, brought, he falls he in that bracket. Though, he know, falls in the bracket of what we're looking for, and it's the kind of sign Savage is making. He's young; he's got age on his side. If it goes well, he's got sell-on potential. I mean, you could say the same about um, Benny's done that, Cammy Devlin's in that role, Atkinson's yeah, that they've, kind of player. They, 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 they've kind of came in and they've they've performed to a, a very decent level. You can't uh, say how Atkinson playing now is better than how Cochran played at the start of the season, though. I mean, Cochran looked good at the start. Of the well, season. Atkinson, no. I mean, listen, Atkinson's a totally different kind of. Uh, kettle of fish. I mean, I'm I'm prepared to give him, you know, certainly until the end of the season to see how he does. But he's not certainly filled me with great amount of confidence either. Um, I expected a lot more from Atkinson actually, if I'm being honest. But again, he's come over from Australia, totally different league, so it might take him time to settle. I mean, you thought he was shocking at some minute, terrible, deserved to get hooked. Um, but he actually had a good night on Wednesday, so you're probably going to get that as well. And and Fair enough, I take the, the, the argument for Cochrane, but I just I think for what they brought him in for, I don't think he's done enough. Um I think sometimes he doesn't look sure of himself, particularly in an attacking kind of position. And um I personally would have liked to have seen Kingsley in that role, but he's been that good at centre half that you kinda kinda take him out of there. Um so it'll be interesting to see what Hearts do if they if they sign Cochrane permanently and it's him and Halliday battling for that kind of full-back slot. I don't know, because GMS kind of played there um, last night and, and he obviously started against St Mirren there. So who knows, to be honest with you, because uh, you would have thought that he, he would have played last night, uh, Cochrane, if he was kind of Nielsen's number one pick. So I don't think he's overly sure about him either. So I don't I have a feeling he, he might not get a contract in the end and it's maybe a, a, a position that they might look to strengthen in. I think it would depend on money. I think if he came in on a half-decent sort of lower, lower end of the bracket, we'd give him a deal, but I wouldn't rate the bank for him. I'd like to see him stay. I think he'd, I think he'd done enough at the start of the season to take a punt on. If they can, if, listen, if they could organise a loan deal for him, then... Well, he's out of contract. Oh, yeah, right enough. He's out of um, contract at Brighton. Brighton, yeah, is that? I, I don't know. I mean... Maybe a one-year deal, possibly, but I, I, I maybe wouldn't go beyond that. I just, I, I just haven't seen enough. Eh? I think, um, I think we need to all the signings that we, we've kind of got to make in, in the summer for me have got to be better than what we've got, and um, I just don't think he's better than what Halliday is. I think that's and because I mean as well, Hearts have got a couple of really good youngsters as well that you could talk potentially kind of shoe into those positions as backups. I wouldn't be overly um that I, I would like to I mean the, the young lad Watson who's out on loan at the moment, I, I mind seeing him and I, I was really impressed with him actually at times. And I think, you know, these are the types of players that, that you want to see kind of knocking on the door. And I just don't think that for me, and it's just my opinion, that, that Cochrane would would be worth giving a, a deal over pushing one of these guys in into the kind of the the first team picture. 
there's a few actually. There's a few out there that are going. I mean, there's there's a uh, Watson at left back. Um, is Logan out on loan or is Logan still at the club? Um, I think he went out on loan. Yeah, sure he did. Uh, and then you've got Pollock in the middle. You've got McGill. I mean, mm. there's there's definitely. I mean, I think I think McGill's actually having an excellent season. For what I've seen. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think he is, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see whether or not they bring him back or if he goes out on loan again. But um, because I, I I mind I remember um watching him. Uh, and the Sunderland friendly, and that's when kind of a lot of the youngsters sort of got a game, and it was the first chance we got to see them kind of in the flesh. And I just remember, I remember just seeing how much bigger and stronger he looked um, after the the first time we'd kind of seen him. Um, so he'll come back, and he, he'll he'll have had a full season of football, uh, first team football experience, men's football, and he'll definitely be better for it. And um, Hopefully, you know, these guys can start knocking on the door and you can add them into the first team picture. Not to obviously start every week, but unless they they do enough to, to get a start, of course. But um, certainly you, you want them getting opportunities and, and starting to bleed a few of them through. I think that's the frustrating thing for me at the moment. If there's one frustration for this season now, like going forward, it's the fact that I know, I know why they're all out on loan. They're all out on loan because of the lack of the reserve league and playing under-18s football does nothing for you. But we're at that point now where you could see them coming in. There's, there's a, We've given ourselves enough space to play youngsters and they, none of them are here. It's probably the only frustration I've got I could bring. I mean, if we were to go up to Tanadice next week and there was a couple of youngsters on the bench, maybe McGill starting, you'd be happy with that because you know... Without, I don't want to say you can afford to drop points, but we've got enough of a lead where you can bring these guys in and give them a chance. And they're no here, and I know that's COVID reserve league. There's a lot of issues around there. I'd like, complete tangent, but I'd like to see us get a B team if we can't get the reserve league sorted out for that reason, so they can come into these games when it's important. Or not even important. in the split, even in the split, and and you know if you get third sewed up, um, before the split, and you've got a few games in there. Um, box standard home games to play. That's where you start bleeding some of these guys in. Particularly if you've got a Scottish Cup final on the horizon, that's perfect opportunity to kind of bleed these guys and give them first team exposure and give them the opportunity to play at Tynecastle. Um, that that's what that's kind of what you wanted to see, and that's why I was surprised Pollock kind of went out alone. You know, he's been part he's been part of the first team virtually the entire season, really. Um, and then suddenly he's just went out on loan there for the the couple the last two sort of uh, two three months of the season. So it's strange know, we, time. It's strange time in that one. Yeah, because really I mean, surely, surely if you wanted them to go out on loan, you should have just done it back in August. I think he had a broken foot. Did he know? Or was that mm-hmm. what one of them? It was either it was either Pollock or McGill. One of them had a broken foot. No, it's not been McGill. It must have been. It must have been Pollock. Right? Pollock. Yeah. I think he's been um, out since January, which is probably why he didn't go in January. But I'd, mm. I'd, honestly, I'd have kept him. I'd have kept him and I'd have played him. I'd have got him into the team. Yeah, exactly. You'll beefed up that centre midfield because if you, you know, if you, you actually look, there's not too many of them actually at the club, really. It's three, um, isn't it? Pretty much, yeah. And, and all of them are of a similar mould, kind of defensive type midfielders, where I think um, I think Pollock would probably come in there and, and be more inclined to, to to go forward a little bit more. You could play and them in two as well. Like, I mean, if you're gonna yeah, yeah. if you're gonna play Woodburn, would you rather play Woodburn or give Pollock a chance? You know what I mean? Well, you would. know, you know, you're getting nothing out of Woodburn, so you'd as well give him the games that I go. Yeah, uh, exactly. Can he, can he do worse than contributing nothing? Which is all Woodburn does in a harsh jersey. 
Exactly. And he was he was like a man down at some minute. So Dun United on Saturday, who what's your predictions? Uh, three cans on the train, two pints <laughs> before. <laughs> Tell you what I'll not be doing, just walking up that hill. Taxi taxi to the ground, hundred percent. I would rather miss the game than walk, walk up, up that, that hill. hill. I mean, I thought you were gonna have a stroke last time, to be honest with you, Gordon. Mate, I, I, how I survived, it's it's beyond belief, really. I mean, it's it's a mountain, actually. Really, it's not a hill; it's a mountain. Oh no! Like you, you know those people on Facebook that like to take pictures at the top of it. Uh, it's one of them. Like it's one of them. Yeah, yeah. Put, them put it up on your Instagram story saying I scaled all the way to Tanadice. Listen, I, I should have actually Monroe done a. Done a hey, that's it, Munros. That's what they are. Yeah. I should have done a fund <laughs> me. The thing is with that though, Gordon. I kept on telling you, you know, it was five minutes when it was like 25 minutes, but we're going to get a taxi. And I thought, how do I deal with this? You know, every five minutes you were like, are we there yet? No, five minutes. I mean, the, the only the only good thing about that hill and the only way you're getting me to do it is if I stop off in every wee off license between the pub and the ground for a slight can. So I'd need to leave like an hour before kickoff to make it to the game. To be honest with me, you, you probably wouldn't even like actually feel like drinking. I feel like being sick, to be honest with you. I really did like it. it was shocking, and uh, I, sh- I should have been doing it for charity. It was that much a slog. I should have got some signatures before we got to Dundee. It's not a bad idea. Uh, I might send an email out around the office saying I'm going on a sponsored hill walk and something. Yeah, if anyone yeah. want to pay for my train? Well, you know what Gordon's doing for Red Nose Day then. <laughs> well, He's just going to be, be on Radio One when they do that cycling challenge. You'll be like, ah, I walk to Tanadice. By the way, it's not a bad shout. I think people should get the donations in now. Um, no, it is. It's, it's disgusting. So, no, taxi will be getting ordered. Yeah, I think Hearts will win the game. And um, it's 2-0. I'll go for a third 2-0 in a row. Um, I'm going to go 3-1. I can see them scoring. Because, I'd, in all honesty, I'd like to see us rotate. Because I care more about the quarterfinal the following week than the game up at Tanadice. So three one with a couple of changes. Good point that though. That is a good point. Um because I think he will have one eye on the, the, the quarter final. He's got to, really. I mean it's a massive game. Yeah. I mean that's that probably why that's probably why yeah. one now. Um, to be fair, to be fair, I mean I think if he started preparing for it in January, we might have a chance of winning the cup tie because he only <laughs> wins cup ties it's a three months preparation for. <laughs> Um, thank you Matty for joining us this week Uh, we will have you back Um, and yeah hopefully we get a win over Dundee United and extend our lead in third further until next week goodbye